And here we are, another episode of Keep Talking, a segment that Rob and I have created. Uh, we started this a little while ago in just a kind of a free flow wrap about what we think of the episodes and what's coming up. And it's a show about up. nothing. It's a show. It's like it's like it's it's it's, it's, it's it, no. It's like Seinfeld. It is. You, you know, really, Seinfeld was a show about something. But mm-hmm. as uh, George Costanza said. Uh, he says we'll do nothing. <laughs> but are you are you a fan of the show Seinfeld? Oh God, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, my, my wife I, and I quote it all the time. My wife and I have been enjoying some old some old Seinfeld episodes. Uh, very very funny. But no, uh, keep talking is not a show about nothing. It, it is a show about something. But each week when we do keep talking, we don't know what the heck we're going to talk about, and it's totally unscripted. It's um, it is what it is. I think that we're getting some attention from from uh, audience members. We're getting some emails. Oh, yeah. do we explain? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we're getting a number of emails. The one that really kind of sticks out recently is someone was trying to figure out who is who with our voices and trying to figure out, okay, I know that one of you guys is a psychotherapist, so that's, that's me. Yeah, you are uh, a registered psychotherapist. So, Greg... Uh, yeah. As a psychotherapist, Rob isn't a psychotherapist, but needs a lot of psychotherapy. No, <laughs> I'm just right. I'm no, just it's, but it's true. And actually, <laughs> uh, with you being a great friend, uh, I'm getting free psychotherapy each week here on the show, whether you realize it or not. Well, whether you realize it or not, you are getting some invoices very, very soon. <laughs> no, <is> anyway. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I look forward to that. Uh, Rob and I uh, have been friends for many, many years. We used to work together in the 1980s. Maybe some of you remember or have survived the 1980s. We worked together at a radio station back then, and then uh, I've stayed friends for many years and decided, well, we'll we'll go back to radio, but we'll do a podcast. So Rob is my sidekick and co-host. But the question was, is that does Rob still do radio? If he isn't doing radio now... What kind of radio did he do in the past? Okay, so in answer to that question, I still do radio, but not as a host or as a quote-unquote announcer at a radio station. I do what's called radio station imaging. So I'm the guy that goes on WXYZ Radio, the number one for hits. Like, I'm like that guy. I'm I'm like that guy. But uh, so I I do that in addition to this podcast, I have a studio at home and every day, Monday to Friday, I turn on my microphone and uh, I record myself and I send. (laughs) Well, you do more than that. Well, I know, but I, I record, uh, you know, you, you watch a video on YouTube, like an explainer. I call them explainer videos. Uh, I'm, I'm that voiceover guy. I retired from actually radio announcing in 2006 uh-huh. and since then have been doing steady voice work Monday to Friday from my from my home studio. Back in the day I also did um, some cartoons. Yeah. One you might yeah. one you might remember is a cartoon called Arthur. You two have always been good neighbors to me. So I wanted you to have Thelma. It's hard to believe I feel sad that Mr. Sipple is leaving. When he first moved next door, I couldn't wait for him to go. 
How about a little midnight snapper, lad? <laughs> and he liked to sing in the shower, really loud. Three inches sailor, five and twenty years a whaler. Hey, keep it down out there. It's nine in the morning and some of us are trying to hear ourselves sing. So you were that guy. You were Mr. Sipple on, Mr. on that Sipple. show. I yeah. was um, Arthur's next door neighbor, Mr. Sipple. That hardly sounds like you, though. It doesn't really sound like you. You you must have really altered your voice for it. Well, I uh, one thing too. Uh, it was an amazing experience. Um, I had um, uh, a voice director. Her name was uh, Deborah Toffin. She was amazing. She brought out she brought out a lot of talent in me that I never thought I had because uh, I've always been the announcer guy. But as you said, I, it doesn't sound sort of like me. So she brought it's a up, higher register. It you know, is. Mr. Sipple is, yeah. is a higher register. It's not that deep voice. Well, exactly. Uh, still, Mr. Sipple had a deep voice like myself, but uh, at the same time, and that's, I don't know how you got a hold of it. Hopefully, that's the only example of me singing, too. Um, I sure hope so, yeah. Those were uh, Those episodes were produced back in the 90s. And I did them while I was in Montreal doing radio. It was a great experience. So I did Arthur. I also did a, another cartoon called Animal Crackers. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. And on Animal Crackers, I uh, I was the show announcer. So I always I was almost in every episode. Anytime the characters watch something on TV, I'd be tonight on Nature's Most Wanted and stuff like that. So. Um, Anyway, that's my career in, in cartoons. Listening to that clip of, of Arthur, I, I remember the show because my, my kids watched that show. Mm-hmm. Um, it just that in that episode, it talks about you, you used to sing in the shower. The character used to sing in the shower. Yeah. That's kind of a little bit creepy, don't you think, with a bunch of kids around? Well, they didn't. Yeah. Okay, I I see your point. Um, I remember that clip of me singing in the shower, and you could only sort of see my silhouette in the yeah. window. Okay. I remember the the video. Oh, do you? Okay, yeah. 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 So yeah, you, uh, they just saw you on the other side of the window. I know. I just, that's right. So you didn't uh, just yeah, the whole right. idea of of you showering, singing, and there's kids outside. I don't know. It's just creepy. Quite, do you sing in the shower? Uh, no. Or. First things first, do you shower? (laughs) (laughs) That's why we do radio, Rob. (laughs) Radio is such a visual medium. And you, yeah, anyway, (laughs) smell TV. No, anyway, uh, getting a little off track here. But uh, no, uh, I've done, I'm still doing voice work. I love doing voice work. It's, um, uh, and you know, it, it pads the old pocketbook too. I mean, yeah, I'm making yeah. half decent money doing it. And, um, and here I am today, many years later. And I, you know, I've got to say, I never realized when I was doing Arthur, how big of a show it was. Oh, it was. And, and, yeah. and then when people find out you were Mr. Simple, Arthur's next door neighbor, I go, yeah, but I never realized that the show had such an effect on the youth back then and it seems everyone has heard of the show which is uh very complimentary to me just uh you know it's uh one of the things from my past but i'm i'm very proud to have uh been a part of that excellent show 
So someone that was a kid back then watching the show, they knew the character, and then they saw you later on in life, and they, they realized that you were, you did the voice? Uh, Yeah, or, you know, they, they go, boy, you've got a really nice voice. Like, for example, if I'm in, if I'm driving the cab or something, and they said, they say, did you ever think of um, getting into radio or something? I go, no. I, and I play along with them. I go, no, why? They go, well, you've got a great voice. And I'll say, well, I'll tell you something. I used to... Uh, I used to do a part in Arthur. They said, really? And then I explained to them what I did, and they said, get out of here. So they, they just find it hard to believe. But uh, <laughs> I used to do a lot for Just for Laughs. That's right. Uh, yeah. Which was yeah. the Montreal Comedy Festival. And I got to work with some uh, some great people. I can list off a ton here. Kelsey Grammer, Drew Carey, Roseanne Barr. I did shtick with David Schwimmer from Friends. From Friends. Share with the audience about David Schwimmer, because on Friends, you know, there's Matthew Perry. Matthew Perry uh, passed away last year. Uh, mm-hmm. David Schwimmer, you told me a story about you and him at, yep. at Just for Laughs. Sure. I'm going to say, I think it was, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, 96 or 1997, and the galas used to be held in Montreal in July, and David Schwimmer was the host of... Uh, the English galas that year. So on the Friday and Saturday night, the show was being taped for TV. So they take the best of the two-day takes and um, would produce a show out of it. And the one night, David comes off the stage after introducing one of the acts, and he says, oh, I suck. And I said, I said, no, you don't. I said, you're doing a great job. He says, no, I suck. He says, I'm not a comedian. I say, you don't realize it. I said, people have come out to see you because you are from friends. And they came out to see you. And and I said, they don't expect you to be, you know, the stand-up comic. Because he's not. He just happened to be part of a very funny, engaging show. It just goes to show you that uh, it's all about perception. You may think that uh, these actors and that have got it all together. But deep down... You know, there's David Schwimmer, and um, he was really down on himself. But I thought he was doing an excellent job. And I got to do shtick with him, which was really good. That reminds me of the multitudes of musicians and bands that you and I saw at a nightclub here up in in Canada. At the time, it was the world's longest bar. Uh, Gillies, Mickey Gillies Club at the time was the largest entirely, but this was... A very large bar, but they actually had, seriously, the longest bar in the world. It was called Lulu's. It was called Lulu's. I don't mind. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Lulu's uh, Roadhouse. And um, you and I probably spent a little too much time in that place. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, a lot of uh, a lot of booze flowed through there into us. And that was a problem. But anyway, we covered that. When you think of the caliber of some of the talent that went through the doors of Lulu's, we could list off a ton. I also want to make mention, too, um, I think about him every Christmas. Kenny Hollis. I knew you were going to mention Kenny. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. yeah. And I'll never get arrested Kenny passed away a few uh, few years ago. I don't even know how many. It's been a long time, actually. 15, 20 Probably years. Probably in around say. 10, 15, yeah. yeah. But he was the, um, 
He was the Roadhouse MC. And uh, anytime uh, Kenny was either sick or on vacation, I would go in and I became the MC. Uh-huh. But Kenny, if you don't know about Kenny's background, he used to belong to a uh, Canadian band called Copper Penny, which was a late 60s, early 70s band. Yeah, I think early 70s, uh, yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think Kenny would mind uh, me mentioning here, but, you know, he struggled with booze in his earlier days. Oh, we had long and conversations about that. In fact, um, just to note that because he had problems with alcohol and he kicked it, uh, he saw something in me at the time. And he did actually, looking back, he did try to intervene. And he says, got to tell you from experience, you know, working in in rock music and all of us were drinking back in the early 70s you got to be very very careful greg about how much you're drinking here especially you know when you get into the the hard stuff but he did he did warn me great guy and like you said he was the quintessential mc at a club but part of his job was public relations too and that's that's how he, he got to know us he would he would reach out to people working in the community in radio and tv bring them in and uh, you know provide them a good time but a lot of us ended up backstage, you know, hanging around these bands. We could list off a ton, but uh, do you do you want to share your your Mackenzie story? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, I can. So, uh, some of you might remember the show One Day at a Time. Uh, Mackenzie Phillips was uh, an actress on mm-hmm. the show, and she had a really kind of like a notorious reputation for for alcohol and drugs. As her father did too. Yes, absolutely. Kenzie, John, yeah, Phillips. John. John Phillips. John yeah, Phillips. Actually, yeah, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Laura is her real name, and uh, she was named. Her first name comes from Scott McKenzie, San Francisco. Right, Scott McKenzie. Yeah, so that's where her yeah. first name comes from. So yeah, I mean, there's there's the band that people would know, Mamas and the Papas. John Phillips, his daughter Mackenzie Phillips was an actress, and you know, grew up in that you know '60s drug culture. Now. When I met her in the mid-80s, Mamas and the Papas were having a resurgence. Yeah. And obviously, Michelle Phillips and John Phillips were divorced many, many years. I uh, doubt that Michelle would want to come back and do the tour. So Mackenzie, his daughter, played the singing role of, 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 Michelle. of Michelle Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the story that you're mentioning, and we, I, I mentioned to you many, many times, is that I was up in the uh, owner's lounge. John Ireland, uh, the owner at the time, uh, brother of Jill Ireland, the actress. John had this huge, oh. you remember this huge office that he had, a huge uh, 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 party room? Well, this what I remember Carl. I yeah, remember Carl, Carl was another owner. Carl Magna, yeah, I think was his name, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But uh, I remember that great big lounge, and it was like, <sighs> The booze was flowing. Uh, it had this uh, one-way glass that people couldn't see mm-hmm. into the you lounge. Could, you could look out and you can see the we whole see, club. We, we could look out and see the entire Lulu's Roadhouse, which w- incidentally would hold, am I right by saying this, well over 2,000 people legally. Oh, actually, I heard I heard numbers that it could be up to four and 5,000. Oh, yeah, okay. Four or 5,000 right. people in the club. I remember one time I was on stage introducing... A band, and uh, I asked someone like roughly tonight, how many people out there? He goes, oh, around you know forty five hundred. Holy smokes! Anyway, not to put any pressure of you on you while you're getting up on stage in front of all those people. Oh yeah, there's about forty five hundred people. 
nothing to worry about. I have a lot of respect that, that you were able to do Kenny's job and be the MC at the club because I only did it uh, once or twice and, and I was scared shitless, so I didn't do it anymore. That, too, for me, was an amazing experience. Like, when you think of the number of people we met, I and, and you know, some of the connections I made, I ended up doing work. Do you remember Michael Damien? Yes, yes, uh, yes. What, what yeah. show? Was he on uh, some soap? Yeah, he was on Young and Restless back in the uh, 80s, big star at the time. And he used to go out and tour with his um, his family. And his real name was Michael Damien Weir. Weir. Uh, I believe it was W-E-I-R. And uh, so he'd go out and and tour with his family. And he had that hit, uh, which was the old David Essex tune back in the 70s, I'm going to say, was Rock On. Rock On, yeah. Yeah. And that was uh, Michael Damien's big hit back in the 80s. But I got a chance to meet him at Lulu's. Oh. And he and I got along really, really well. And it turned out that he needed an MC for the rest of his shows in Ontario, Canada. And he asked me, he says, would you come on tour with us and MC those shows? So I went to Hamilton. I went to London. Of course, he performed at Center in the Square Kitchener. I did all those shows with him. So so I made some great connections. And I mean, uh, some of the bands that we met and, and photos we had... Um, with these performers, they're, they're memories that uh, will last a lifetime. And there's more to that story about Michael Damien, I think, that you told me. Yes. You might be embarrassed to say it, but I think I, I think the audience probably would, would be interested to know the name. Well, he, w- he was trying to set he, me name up. Name dropping here. Okay. Anyway. He was trying to set me up. I remember uh, at the time, uh, my first wife, Ray Lynn... Uh, we had uh, uh, temporarily broken up. And so I remember um, talking to Michael on the phone. Uh, He was in Calabasas, uh, California at the time. I remember on the phone with with, uh, Michael Damien, and I was, whoa, whoa, is me. I'm down in the dumps and uh, just broke up with my long-term girlfriend down in the dumps and all this. And he says, uh, why don't you get your butt out here to California? He says, I'd like to set you up with a with a friend of mine. And you know who the friend was? <laughs> okay, here comes the name drop, people. Name drop. <laughs> Heather Locklear. Heather Locklear. Yeah, I could have been with Heather Locklear. I didn't raise the uh, the amount of money for the plane fare to get out to California, so therefore I didn't get out to California, and I never got a chance to to meet her face to face. You could have been set up with Heather Locklear. Wow. Could have been, but it never happened. Never happened. And I bet you think about this all the time. <laughs> I bet you fantasize about this all the time. I wouldn't say fantasize, but it it would be one of those things. What if, what if right, I right, had, right. you know, flown to, to California at the time? But I mean, uh, and not to name drop and all that, but those were, those were great memories. And, uh, and at the time, like she was on the top of her game too. Uh, she was doing, uh, I think at the time, TJ Hooker with William Shatner. That's right. Um, and of course, uh, she was, uh, married. Um, oh, I can't think it was Tommy. Was it Tommy Lee or? 
Tommy Lee, yeah. 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 So I'm uh, sorry, Rob, but you are no Tommy Lee. So no, I'm not. She probably she probably would have gone for him. Uh sorry. No no tattoos on this boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Boy, we we sure got off on a tangent there. Well, we, you know, this is this is what we wanted the episode to, to to be, and and just like Seinfeld, it kind of just flows and it becomes what it is, and uh, yeah, so yeah, we we uh, we have lots of lots of stories from the past that we can share. I want to also just point out before we wrap things up here, um, the reason we got talking and and on this track today was because someone actually sent us an email. So I want to encourage our listeners, if they've got a question or or whatever, we're always looking for uh, new ideas or we'd like to answer any questions you might have. So if uh, people would like to get a hold of us, mb-matters.com. There's a little contact uh, button on there and they can can reach us. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Is there anything we missed today? Is there anything that you wanted to talk about or because... Like, okay, enough about me. What do you think about me? (laughs) I was just about to say when you said, is there anything that you wanted to talk about? I would say, I really wish I had a chance to talk, period. Okay, that's, yeah. (laughs) So like I I said, enough about me. Your stories and anecdotes were were fascinating to me. Even though I've heard some of the stories before, I I think the audience would be very interested. I mean, you know, the person wanted to know uh, a little bit of who... Who Rob is, you know, they, they, they hear it when you go into Robbie radio and you do your voice and stuff like that. So, Hey, uh, if they're interested in knowing and recognizing your voice just before we end the show and we can probably end the show with maybe like the theme from Arthur, but before we do that, yeah, there's a commercial. I bet a lot of people would, would know and would recognize is your Doritos commercial. Oh yes. Um, well, Doritos chips, right? And I, right. I haven't, I haven't done any commercials for Doritos for a while. But I used to be the uh, international voice of Doritos, and I was the guy that went Doritos for the bold. Right, I was yes. that guy. And people uh, may may uh, may maybe uh, remember that. Yeah, but um, yeah. So, folks, yeah, Rob is a voiceover artist. Rob's actually helped me do a little bit of voiceover, but it it, it hasn't caught on yet. Oh, you're just, doing you're doing fine. I just not as good as you, and everyone. You know, I, I did an audio book oh, once. You know. you know what? Everyone has their own style, and I think you're coming along just just uh, fine. And uh, oh, and thank you. You know, it's one of those things. You got to be patient. You got to keep working at it. It's one of those things. But keep in mind, I've been doing this since I was thirteen, fourteen years old. No word of a lie. When I first got into radio, so mm. I'm a sixty year old guy now. So do the math um that's like 47 years in the business you know if you've been in the business that long you probably have a lot of people you know and contracts but you never once sent a job my way no i didn't <laughs> <laughs> just kidding no, you're no you not. don't have to do that <laughs> let's uh let's wind down this episode about nothing hopefully for people it was something we certainly had uh, a lot of enjoyment talking about our past, oh, our past I, you know I, I i love what we're doing here it gives a you know it's the old song reminiscing mm-hmm. i feel you near so it was it was nice it was uh it's it's good to do so well why don't we uh end the show with uh the theme from arthur and you sang this song didn't you 
No, I didn't. No, 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 no. I didn't <laughs> sing this song. I only sung in the showers, Mr. Sipple and Arthur. But I just thought, let's go out on a high note here. Here's the theme song to Arthur, and uh, hopefully it brings back some great memories. I think it'll bring back a lot of memories for people. Every day when you're walking down the street, everybody that you meet has an original point of view. And I say, what a wonderful kind of day to learn to work and play and get along with each other. You got to listen to your heart, listen to the beat, listen to the rhythm, the rhythm of the street. Open up your eyes, open up your ears, get together and make things better by working together. It's a simple message and it comes from the heart. Oh, believe in yourself, for that's the place to start. Start and I say, hey, hey, what a wonderful kind of day. Hey! What a wonderful 